0: Welcome to 12 Questions. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. This is Anna Wheel and a very loud cat named Oscar. And I'm very excited for today's podcast. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Dave Yates.
1: Hey, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Hey, when's the last time you heard that one?
0: Yeah, don't tell me what to do.
1: <laughs> 92. 92 was the last time. <laughs>
0: Can you uh, go ahead and read that beautiful clarity statement for us?
1: Sure can. Welcome to 12 Questions Podcast. We're a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences and growth by also interviewing guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AANA or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to interview people about their own life experiences. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening.
0: Yay! Whoop, whoop whoop All right. And all our guests introduce themselves just in case they want to stay super secret and anonymous. Who are we speaking with today? Hi, I'm Rob Crean. Yay! Uh,
2: thanks for having me here.
0: Hi, Rob Crean. Uh, you're so funny and you're so sweet and you're so fantastic. Oh, and we've you. met over digital shows, which is amazing. Yes.
2: Yes, I've, I have uh, gotten to know uh, both of you, D- Dave a little bit more, but both of you uh, over the internet during the pandemic, but we've never met in person, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that's going to be the fascinating thing after all this, is I've got some really great friends that I've never seen in real life yeah. up until now. So I kind of I kind of get where uh, like World of Warcraft gamers are coming from that like have like best friends on the Internet, but don't know that if they're really people. So that's that's what this life is going to be.
0: Or like people (laughs) who only date online and then they get together in real life. And you're like, that's wild. Right.
1: Yeah. Age, sex, location. That's what everybody wants to know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: 2020 has taken us back to the AIM days. <laughs> mm. I love it. I love it. This is, uh, this is, I'm, I'm really, uh, happy for today. Is everybody doing okay? Before we get started, let me just do a temperature check. How's everyone doing?
2: I'm okay, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah right. I don't know. So, so this is an audio podcast. Uh, I I love uh, <laughs> describing to the listener. Rob was waving his hands around in a wonton motion, kind of like they were flying saucers. Uh, yeah. So that means
0: I was leaning in like a therapist. There's a cat eating behind me with no shame. So, well, let's get into that. Like these times are really crazy, and everybody kind of processes things differently. And like Dave and I process things like you know in our weird online communities, you know, and do our thing. And we've met you, which is fantastic. Like what, how do you experience surrender in your uh, life?
2: That's a, that's a great question. Surrender is, I feel like there's a lot of surrender right now. There's so much of, uh, you know, surrendering just the, the ability to, to have any control over your life right now, which is really, really difficult. Uh, I don't know how of you feel but i feel very untethered and out of control Uh, you know it's just i you know my everything that i was doing before the pandemic is is done and i gotta figure out what my life is gonna look like in the future which is yeah
1: i think it's too like the only routine right now is that there is no routine and you gotta cobble together the best that you can like uh A little bit of stuff that you could do on a daily basis like it's weird sometimes for me i have to surrender to the fact that what dave has to do today is go to the post office ride my bike for an hour or two listen to some records do some do some comedy promo and that's it and then it's so it's hard because like the voice in my head that says you're not doing enough which existed before the pandemic Mm -hmm. It, it, it becomes loud, you know, um, but it's really just that's the best you can do. You know, uh, Sands going out in these streets and, and doing open mics with a bunch of dirt bags in L.A. <laughs> or
0: you climbing know, atop uh, a mountain and ruining nature.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. the thing that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit of uh, inside baseball. Did they,
2: what did they do to the mountain?
1: Uh, so, uh, a bunch of comics out here, uh, some of them of the open mic persuasion, uh, some of them funny people that mm-hmm. associate themselves, you know, uh, with lower companions, I guess. I don't <laughs> know what you would call it. Uh, but they they scaled the top of a mountain with a microphone and an amp and started telling open mic comedy to people that have just hiked all day uh, and probably left Ugh. their house for the first time uh, in a while uh, oh. And uh, you know, it, I, I, a non-comic sent me a, a link to the Instagram post about it. Like, and I'm like, I knew a couple of them. I'm like, man, it's always funny that some people have good ideas in theory, but what a fucking asshole move yeah. and execution. <laughs> You know, that's like even to me, that's even worse than like, we're going to start the open mic at this sports bar. Sorry, we have to turn your TVs off. Guys that worked 40 hours this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I, I had some friends years ago that did an open mic on public transportation and they were like, it's so cool. We just do comedy wherever. But I very much was of the of the opinion of this is not something that people want. You're holding people hostage. But at least in that case, you can. You can switch car. You can switch train cars if it's you know on a on a train. But but <laughs> yeah, if you've just like spent it, it, s- the effort to climb to the top of a mountain to enjoy the you know serenity of nature, being ruined by uh, people talking about their dicks is just in. That's yeah, terrible. In
0: my humble opinion, the ancestors, the native ancestors that that haunt that land are now haunting those comedians. That <laughs> that is my yeah
2: well i I feel like a lot of open micers are all, already haunted so they may not even notice
0: well and I and that's oh go ahead
2: no I was just gonna say that's uh the thing is it's like I'll never
1: be too good to work out material at an open mic sure. like yeah. that's not yeah that's not the place that I'm coming from it's just this ain't it you know yeah for like, sure
2: i I love open mics honestly like i I still as do I yeah I still you know I run an open mic I go to my friend Angela's open mic every every week. And uh, I, I I like watching people figure it out. But also, you know, during this time where everything is so uh, fraught, I guess. It, like, I have a lot of friends that are going to these outdoor mics, which are ending now. I'm sure that it's gotten freezing here and in, in, I'm in Boston. Um, but I just don't trust open micers, you know. Like, I just, e- even though I like a lot of those people, I don't necessarily trust them to be responsible with you know pandemic health you know
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and you know i i understand the impulse to like get out there i had a real case honestly let me get on let me level with y'all honestly this morning i woke up with a real case of i'm not doing enough and everybody's doing better than me and you know that inner uh, rupaul would call it the inner saboteur um we in the 12-step world call it like it's your it's your disease kind of screwing with you but I totally understand like the need to get out and feel like you're doing something. And also the need for connection because there are certain brain chemicals that are created by interacting with other human beings, um, that are not created via zoom. And so I understand like those things. I can empathize with that. On the other hand, if somebody were to, if I went on a hike, if I went on a very long hike, you know, I stretched, I hydrated, I put on I put on my back support belt. You know I'm wearing my good boots. And I were to get to the top of a mountain and somebody was doing bad jokes, I would be I would be tempted to throw them off the mountain. <laughs> I'd be like, you're done. Yeah, I mean, get out.
1: <laughs> even even good jokes. Yeah. I think I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but they're like, if you ascended the mountain and like maybe Burt Kreischer was up there, you'd be like, okay, well i guess that's okay you know but but (laughs) but that's also someone who's super duper famous like it'd be more like oh i get i see a super famous person in the wild versus like i wanted and i love stand-up more than i love most people even myself on on occasion you know Uh, uh but that's it's I know that at the core,
2: everybody's just doing their best. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But- it, it kind of reminds me of when you know when comedians will do uh, charity shows where they kind of insert themselves into a charity event that's already happening, and it's just is is this? Do you think that what you have is of is adding value, or is this just adding value to your ego? You know. Yeah. And, and I think. You got to be careful about that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, these times are certainly insane, and I know that we've all been through for myself, I've tapped into this place where I'm like, you know what? You've been through some really insane shit, and you've been through some like really intense things in your life, and you can handle this. Whatever this is, you can handle. I sometimes I have to look at myself in the mirror and go, "Bitch, you've been to jail." <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. At least, at least this lockup means that like no one had to watch you squat, squat and cough, you know. So like, w- what have been some more of like the insane moments in your journey?
2: Uh, in, well, I, I've never been to jail other than on a field trip. So <laughs> good
0: for you. I, I Enjoy.
2: honestly may not be strong enough. <laughs> uh, Rob's uh, a good boy. Rob's yeah. a, good boy. a good boy. He's a good boy. I. Uh, my, my, the the struggles in my journey uh, of to sobriety or or uh, or just during this pandemic life, just in life. Yeah. sobriety,
0: um, all that any, stuff. Yeah,
1: any insane yeah. any insane Korean legend, you know, so,
2: like for for me, drinking was like uh, not actually. I don't think it was actually my problem. My okay. problem is is depression and anxiety, <laughs> and it still is. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I've been sober for you know over three years now.
0: Congrats,
2: but. Uh, oh, thanks. But I, and I think that drinking was, to some extent, a symptom of my my mental health issues, and uh, also it was, you know, it, it was for sure self medicating. You know, I and and honestly, for periods of time, worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it certainly wasn't the <laughs> the best way to do that. And I don't think that uh, I don't think self medicating is your best option. But if, if it's, if it's between that and nothing, it, it, I mean, it definitely helped me get through some pretty tough times being able to use alcohol to shut off my brain. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and, and, but it, and, and, and a big part of why I stopped was it just, it, it it stopped working so much. Like I used to, you know, sometimes I would get drunk. And I would go out and I would, you know, say a bunch of embarrassing stuff. And then the next morning I would wake up and I would feel so ashamed. Um, but towards the end of my drinking, sometimes I would, I would get drunk, I would go out and it would go fine, really. Mm-hmm. But then the next morning I would wake up and I would still feel the shame. Mm. But it was like a chemical shame. Like my, you know, my body was producing the, the chemicals that make you feel shame yeah. because of the alcohol and not because of it. You know anything external? Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 haven't struggled with sobriety. That's my problem: is that I just haven't. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who are who've gotten sober at, since I've gotten sober, and they ask me advice, and I don't have good advice. My advice is like, oh, well, you should try, uh, you know, being not genetically predisposed to addiction, because that really. Is the way to go if you have the That's option. The
0: That's yeah, the real and
2: ticket. So you know, I just I, I you know, I, I smoked for years, I drank for years, and when I stopped, I just stopped. It, it's just like a switch. It's like it, when it's on, it's it's on, and it's a little bit difficult to control. But when it's off, it's just off, and it's I don't even have to think about it really.
1: Yeah, I there's a there's a part in uh, one of the old books of literature that compares it to an allergy. And Mm -hmm. that was always the best comparison for me when I was getting sober. It's just like, I don't know when I became allergic to booze, uh, but I clearly was because anytime I touched any amount of it, it was a switch I couldn't turn off,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, and
1: even in sobriety, I tell people, um, if I was allergic to peanuts, there was never going to be a day, seven years. 14 years 21 years down the road where i'm just like you know what i'm gonna try this peanut butter and i know it made me swell up 14 years ago and have to get an EpiPen, but maybe maybe it's different now right and i wouldn't be whopping in an, a, a gob of it in my mouth yeah because that's yeah. an allergy people can understand you know the the thing with alcohol and drugs uh, it's it's the same thing. It's just, it's, once I put any amount in me, it's very hard for me to control uh, how long it goes for, how much I take, and even shutting it off. Mm-hmm. So the only solution for, for me was to keep that switch off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I kind of feel, oh,
0: sorry. No, go ahead.
2: Don't use some trouble. Please do. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily feel, like, I feel like if I got to a place of of uh mental health I, I probably could drink again honestly and i i think i but i'm just not anywhere close to it you know I, and i and that's that's really it for me is that it's it's not that i that, that and, and what i and that's exactly what i mean about it you know my problem is not necessarily alcohol i definitely was a problem drinker and i used alcohol in ways that were unhealthy but it's just it it's the depression and the anxiety that I'm still struggling with. And that's like a big thing too, is just, you know, getting sober. You know, so many people I know who got sober, their lives really turned around and I, mine didn't not. I I still am a mess and it's just.
0: Mine, uh, let me soothe that for you a little bit. Mine mm -hmm. did not until I addressed my depression, my anxiety Mm -hmm. and my ADHD. And that was those are three things, which, by the way, if you have those three things in combination, you're likely a, a PTSD person, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. usually what that means. And so mm-hmm. um, so for me, and I think if your friends were to ask you for help, to just say, you know, my, my situation is that I don't do meetings, but and I support you in doing meetings. But I also recommend if you're looking for my experience, strength and hope to get help for your comorbid conditions like depression and anxiety because oftentimes and i think that's the difference is an alcoholic if you get them treatment for depression and anxiety without treating the alcoholism nothing happens they just stay crazy if you take if you take the alcohol away and then you treat the depression and anxiety two things can happen one they can Re- they realized that the depression and anxiety were the number one root of the whole thing. And the alcohol was, a, it was a self-medication issue, or they realized that, um, they still need to take away the alcohol and treat the alcoholism. Um, uh, but the depression and anxiety treatment aid in that. So that's much yeah. more my case without, without a combination of things. Uh, my life can be rather unmanageable. And so, um, so I understand, like, there's, I I think that that's a perfectly valid experience and an experience to share with people because there's folks that come to the rooms that maybe don't, they just don't have the thing, but they're looking for some answers, you know? And, and, um, so I think that's a really positive, it's a really positive message to be like, I have depression, anxiety. I hit mm-hmm. an insane moment with that. Was there like a like a dark moment of the soul in that, or just? Uh, yeah. That, well,
2: for me, um, I there was one. The, well, first of all, I also have ADHD, and it's definitely from. It definitely, uh, yeah, I, I have childhood trauma, which has been really tough for me to kind of yeah. address. Just because my specific childhood trauma is pretty boring, like it's not like. <laughs> exciting to talk about sure Uh, but basically like I felt unsafe my entire childhood and it's and it's not anyone's fault and it's not super dramatic it's just I just was I was a particularly sensitive kid and Mm -hmm. through a bunch of weird circumstances my life became really unstable at a young age in in a way that probably lots of other people would have been able to deal with fine but I couldn't and so you know but, um, yeah, the, the reason that I stopped was I – there was one night where I got very drunk and I got kicked out of the open mic that Angela runs, which is used to be up the street from my house. Ah. And, and it wasn't, like, dramatic. I just – I went in and I ordered a drink and the guy was like, you're too drunk. You have to leave. And I was like, oh, geez. Uh, and I left. And then um, I was like, maybe, maybe I'll take a week off of drinking. And then I, I wasn't drinking for a week and in that week – my girlfriend of five years left me, <gasps> and uh, you know, after my at that point week of not drinking was over, I thought, well, I'm not doing well, so maybe I shouldn't uh, shouldn't start drinking. You know, I'm I'm already feeling depressed. Maybe I shouldn't continue to drink a depressant wow. constantly. And so, and then I just stopped drinking, and uh, and I just haven't. I haven't had a drink since, but it wasn't even, you know, it was sort of just like I, like I, like don't. I'm, I'm not going to drink until I get this shit under control, and it's just turned out that it's going to take a really long time for me to get this shit <laughs> under control. Maybe the rest of my life.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the times too, um, unfortunately, uh, where we live. It's a lot easier to treat mental health with drugs and alcohol than it is to treat mental health with doctors and medication, if that's yeah. what you need. You know, I, I think that it is completely okay to try to survive each day the best way you know how. And I'm in a small school of thought, uh, and uh, I learned this when I first got sober, like, uh, from a guy who had, like, decades of sobriety you know if it's between committing suicide and taking a drink take that fucking drink
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: and that's not a very popular opinion coming from the 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 place that I come from as far as recovery goes but my theory and you know it's my belief no one else's is that you can come back from a drink okay if you complete if you complete suicide no mass, you know uh so i would rather i would rather see someone survive to the next day uh and so they have a chance to make a better decision to find out what's wrong with them than to be like oh to uh you hear this colloquial phrase thrown around uh 12-step recovery uh to drink is to die well yeah. could be but that's yeah. that, that 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 death is a little bit slower than you know uh trying to kill myself you know, to yeah and relax. i definitely
2: feel like drinking saved my life uh, at a couple different points in my sure. life and um and also i mean i i think i i got to at one point this is in my early 20s i got to this point where i you know and i was i was sober at that time but i got to this point where i was uh i i started to just have severe severe anxiety and a lot of it was uh it turned on myself like i i felt like i was a terrible person, and I felt like I like everyone hated me, and that was that was very unhealthy because I was delusional. Then I started drinking, uh, kind of heavily, and I still thought that I was a terrible person, and I still thought that everyone hated me. But I was no longer delusional. Uh, I was a terrible person, and everyone did <laughs> hate me. And th- then when after that, when I st- when I kind of got Back into control, it really. I was able to deal with those feelings a lot better because I had gone from being not really a terrible person, but but feeling like a terrible person, to actually being kind of a terrible person. So then, when I got back to my normal baseline, I felt uh, I don't know accomplished, I guess. Yeah. And I felt, sure. I uh, thought I was able to I was able to you know realize how uh, not the worst person I was yeah. by just sort of you know.
1: being... Well, and it probably it probably increased your ability to make. Decisions about your life and what to do next, and uh, that leads us into the next question, which is, uh, how do you make decisions in your life? <sighs> decisions are tough. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I think there's my, so much there's so
1: much deciding going on. Yeah,
2: my biggest thing is to hold off on making a decision until the decision is made for me. Uh, that's definitely the the biggest tactic I use. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it, it, no decision comes without anxiety, uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I guess I, I ask a lot of people their opinions, and I just uh, freak out about it and have a ton of anxiety, and then when I do make a decision, it's always, uh, you know, with the sort of, uh, yeah, I guess I guess this is what I'm doing, sort right. of a, a feeling to it. Right. Like I, it's It's rare that I ever feel like i've made the correct decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I feel better about most of my decisions now, but there are still some that i dwell in and there are still some that i second guess and that is so much the anxiety component of the of the the fun brain chemistry. It's so much the like i'm just going to get in here and i'm going to replay this and think of the 85 scenarios that could have been. But when I'm, like, on top of my program and when I'm really in a centered space, it turns into, well, if it was supposed to happen a different way, it would have. So let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I know that struggle. I know that struggle super hard. Yeah.
2: Well, my, my main thing is, is uh, hypervigilance, mm-hmm. which, you know like i so the people oftentimes people talk about living in the moment like you're supposed to live in the moment that's great i live in the moment all the time and that's not that great you need to be able to like (laughs) live in the moment to some extent but you also need to be able to reflect on the past and plan for the future and i have such a hard time conceptualizing the very concept of a future so because of my you know the, the trauma I went through while my brain was developing, I'm stuck in this hypervigilance where I am constantly just trying to survive the moment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so I have I can't prioritize moments in the future because they don't even... I can't even uh, conceive of them being real. Like, they're, they're so hypothetical to me that, and that... And that's why decisions are so tough because it's like as soon as the decision is made, then all of a sudden I'm in the future... And, uh, whereas, well, um, I, c- I can, sort of feel like I'm controlling the present by not deciding sure. on the decision, you know?
0: Sure. I, to- oh, God, I totally get that. I love what you just shared about hypervigilance and just the, the thought process around that. That's so insightful. Um, cause that's definitely something I experience a lot. And then I'll stumble into a future and I'll be like, people are like, man, you really planned that. And I'm like, Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) it's like no i'm just holding on uh with my 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 teeth and my claws right now uh because that's all i know how to do um (laughs) but i i think that's so insightful and it's such um it is a true testament to like the work that you've done to get to know yourself like what's been the most interesting thing that you've learned about yourself
2: uh I mean that's probably it. Really, is the is the the hyper vigilance. I mean it's just sort of it, it's and, and a lot of it is also just about about the story that you tell about yourself to yourself. Mm. You know, and I think that I am still struggling with that a lot. Like figuring out who I who I am, who I have been, and I'm not. I can't even really think of who I will be. That's still sure. pretty. Yeah, uh, hard to hard to grasp, but, but yeah, to sort of I don't know, trying to to I, I don't it's it's trying to uh, I'm I'm t- trying to connect with my past self is really difficult for me, and a good thing is I I have a lot of sympathy for my past self because I don't relate to I don't relate to being that person like that person is just like. Um, someone that i know a lot about Mm -hmm. that seems real sad uh more than it is more than i feel like it's me and uh but yeah i i i I guess the thing i've learned the 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 hypervisions thing is is probably the most important thing i've learned about myself but it's still i'm still trying to figure out what to do with that information like how do i um Get out of that cycle, or if if that's not possible, figure out how to how to make that work for me in my life going forward. Yeah. It's
0: hard. Yeah, that I think that's that's a place very much I'm in right now too. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. I I have a cognitive behavioral therapist, and I'm very mm-hmm. much like I'll bring her something, and she'll be like, "Okay, why did you think that?" And I'll be like, "Ah," and she'll be like, "What did you feel?" And I'll be like, "Ah," you know. And so yeah. I think like. The, the direction that I've been given by both my sponsor and my therapist, it's it's who are two separate people, but fun fact, my sponsor is a therapist, is to mm. um, take those, at least the negative thoughts, and to reframe them in a way that's kind, which is just like base level self-parenting, you know, getting in there and being like, yeah. just being like, you know what, you did your best with that. And like, you know, there's some things you could do better, and that's okay. And, you know, let's go over the things that you can do better. But instead of being like, I'm a piece of shit who can't handle life on life's terms, you know? Yeah. Um, Which is, which is really, um, it's really tough. And I think that creating more safety inside of myself is what will alleviate the lack of safety that I feel that drives me to be constantly hypervigilant. Because hypervigilance is exhausting i mean a number one a hyper vigilant person needs a nap like in the biggest way um it's exhausting it's hard to focus especially once you get that add kicked up in there it's like bitch i don't yeah. know what i'm doing what day it is half the time you know and um like staying on top of those things is um it's it's hard you know because it'd be much easier just to turn on tv and you know watch, finish the third season of Hannibal and, you know, think about how at least you're not a murderer, you know, like it would be, it would be much better to do that. But I applaud that journey that you're on. When you, when you find that answer for yourself, I want to hear it. Cause I, I yeah. need to know, I need to know. I'm like, how do I turn this shit off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be nice. And
2: <laughs> a, a big thing for me is it's, it's sort of figuring out the balance between um like, shame and accountability, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is really... T- you know, I just listening to Dave talking about the things that he did and then, t- you know, allowing himself to feel okay with doing that amount of stuff. Like, I have many days where I don't do anything. I don't go to the post office. I don't ride a bike. I just sit around and feel sad. And... It's, well, you do live in Boston, so that's the natural state. It's true. State. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it is a we, sad place. We
1: live in sunny California, yeah. so this that's something not yeah. in your control completely.
2: Yeah, man. It, I mean, it, boy, and it, the, the summer was not fun, but now that it's too cold to be outside for very long comfortably, it's, yeah. it's just a lot worse. But, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, it, I, 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 I'm I, feeling – I feel like – sometimes I feel like I need to just allow myself to, to waste a day being sad because that's what I need to do. But then other times I feel like I am allowing myself too much leeway to just uh, wallow and it's so hard to figure out that balance, you know? Yeah,
1: I think for me, I uh, I usually have a three-day rule uh, for a, a any extreme emotion that I'm having, mm-hmm. whether it be anger or sadness or, you know, any of the above. Like, the first day, I'll allow myself to just be fucking mad. Like, I'm just fucking mad. I'm going to get in my car, and I'm going to honk at people, and I'm just going to fucking get through the day. This
0: is the real deal. Second guys. day. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> second day is usually all right who am i talking to about this who am i calling what what am i what am i starting to do to take action but day two is still going to be okay residual feelings like if it's reduced by like a a one percent because of the small action i'm taking and then the third day if i'm still feeling that way extreme in any certain capacity I need to be like all right what am i like i need to start doing some actual like heavy lifting here like it's not just going to be let it pass like what what am i actually doing to take myself out of this space because i am not a person that can uh i guess push aside or or uh, get get present when i'm feeling extreme emotion but i allow myself to that that space to land the plane Mm-hmm. you know uh so you know it's and it's helped with grief it's helped with sadness like where it's just okay there's seven days in the week and this is the this is day this is the day that is just gonna be shit and then you know like how many shit days in a row am I willing to have and the, you know conversely when I was drinking I was completely fine with being mad for months I was completely fine with being a sad bitch a drunk bitch for 14 days straight. Like I think in college, me and my buddy drank every single day for 30 days as a goal. Like we're getting drunk every day. <laughs> like, for thir- Like that was like
0: a 30 day squat yeah, every challenge. Day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. It was. Uh, I we drank 40s. We drank King Cobra 40s every day for 30 days. You know, because you know King Cobra was doing that uh, that giveaway back on Instagram. You know, early 2000s, where if you drank a King Cobra a day for 30 days, uh, they did nothing. They did nothing. They, they <laughs> said thank Thank you for buying this piss liquor. Um, but the you know, yeah. I I think that the fact of the matter is. Any amount of time that can be reduced uh, by any self-care or activity is is huge. It's I have to give myself space. I have to, and that comes with honesty. Like I have to be honest with myself. Like I am not the type of person who feels extreme emotions that can uh, put put the kibosh on those in a twenty-four hour span. Like, it, it, you, it takes me a, it takes me time to, to stage it down, to get back to that homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that honesty is not very easy for me when it comes to me, uh, but it's important. Rob, how honest would you say you are with yourself or the other people around you?
2: Uh, I, I feel like I'm pretty honest with the people around me. I, I, I think emotionally i'm as open with other people as i am with myself but i have a real hard time connecting to my own emotions you know and that's really difficult uh, i i have used this metaphor where i feel like with most people when you are starting to get to know someone it's like it's like you're digging into their psyche so like at the you know the, the there's like some soft dirt at the top that's pretty easy to get through you figure out where someone's from what they do for a living, whatever. And then, as you get to know them a little bit more, you start to like dig up some of the clay, you know. And at, at the more you know people, the more you get to who they really are. With me, it's like a bunch of like stagnant swampy water that it's easy to just go down pretty far, mm-hmm. and then bedrock that you can't you can't break through without a drill. And I, I, I. I I'm really open about so much of my life to, you know, strangers on stages and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when I'm in relationships, it's hard to it's hard to get beyond that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't want to share, it's because I just don't have access to what's going on below the surface. Mm.
1: Well, too, and if that's the way that you've kind of dealt with things, it's it's no wonder that it being essentially taken away. Yeah. You know, that's where a yeah. lot of people are struggling right now. And I'm not one of those people who says comedy is therapy. Okay. There right. are therapeutic qualities yeah. to stand up. For sure. Um, uh, but yeah. at the end As of the an day, open ther-
2: post, I always hate when people say that because when they say that comedy is their therapy, I'm like, well then pay me $75 an hour for your time right. here because yes. I don't, yeah, I'm sick of this. Yes, and fucking ther- and um. therapy is fucking therapy. Yes, stop
0: it. Yeah. Yes, you know,
1: like, and I encourage everybody to get therapy. I think stand up yeah. is a good way to uh, release that pressure valve in the old brain grapes, and I think that serves a function. And if I can connect with people and make people laugh in the process, I mean that's the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, but I'll never, I will never beat up the audience because i
2: need to make a point mm. yeah you know, and, like- and i just the way that uh, that my brain works and i'm sure the way that both of your brains works is the way i uh process everything is through humor that's just how mm-hmm. i'm set up and so and definitely like at open mic sometimes i will be working through stuff in a way that is not funny or enjoyable for the audience and then you know as a as a comedian you, 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 you try to not do that again yeah. yeah you try to find out you try to figure out how to make it work and so you know the the comedy shouldn't be the therapy it should be sort of what you've learned through the the therapy mm-hmm. and you know it, talking about your emotions in a way that is accessible to other people so that you can connect that's the point but, and, but yeah and i, I think I, the,
1: yeah i agree and i think the longer that we do it uh you learn how to pull that escape chute
2: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: you know where there is something to be said about getting as close to not having the pull the escape shoot as possible mm-hmm. yeah but there comes a time like especially I was working out the grief material when my father passed away and it's good material and I have to sandwich it in the middle of stuff that already works. but there yeah. comes a point where I know that I need to get to the biggest laugh that I know that I have in that material and then pull the fucking ripcord mm-hmm. and, and go go into something else. Uh, because it's not, it's not worth, uh, it for me to torpedo my set, the show, because I, I need to say these things. And guess what? You're going to listen to every damn word I have to say, you know, yeah. it, it, that that's a very selfish endeavor. Like people for sure. paid whatever amount of money slash time, like, you know, a free show, people are paying you with their time, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, absolutely. So. So that, I mean, and that, I mean, that's honesty on stage on, you know, it translates to, you know, funny and honesty in life translate to, to healthy, mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. my opinion. Like these are not yeah. definitive statements here. This is just the way I've navigated it. Yeah.
2: yeah. My, my record, sadly, Sackerton, I have a, a pretty long bit about my father, uh, and, and, um, it's pretty heavy, Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like afterwards, I I literally have like twenty minutes of silly voices because it's you know, and, and I think that it's I, I I do think that it's a it's a worthwhile piece of material that people will get something out of. But it is it's really tough to talk about that stuff mm-hmm. to talk about you know uh, death and and grief and mourning you know, but it's I I I hope that the way that I talk about it is um is worth it you know right. I I think it is you know yeah and the the third, for the first thing that I recorded, which was the last thing released, it was a, uh, you know, I did a, this re- another. I have an EP called uh, Bottle Baby and His Cry Cry Stories. That's about main about other things, but mainly about my mother dying, and that's, uh, you know, was. It, it, it's I, and I think that it's that it's um, it's really sloppy because it's from 2011, but I think it's a. Uh, you know, the stuff that I talk about, you know, the, the emotional weight that I bring to it hopefully is worth it because it's funny enough. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's real sloppy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but the, I, I, I honestly it's it's the same thing as it always ever was, is that the the people that even have the uh, ability to question the motives behind the material that they're doing or the subject matter. Like that just means it's probably it's probably fine because you have the wherewithal to be like was this hitting the mark yeah. was it worth it is it yeah. valuable whereas I think some people like to strap on their emotional uh, dildo and wave it around uh, and it's not going anywhere until you deal with it you know mm-hmm. like that yeah like you know like whether it's politics. Or whether it's, you know, strong emotions or traumatic things, you know, uh, I think knowing knowing that it, it exists in a space that can be well-received or not be well-received and then hoping that you're making a connection because what's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? yeah,
2: exactly. The connection, I mean, you want laughs, but the connection is the important thing, really, for, for me anyways. Uh, and I yeah I I, I I you know it, it's sort of you you want people who've uh gone through similar experiences as you to be able to listen to your material and feel a connection but not feel re-traumatized right by having it brought up you know yeah. and so when i talk about you know depression and, and uh you know suicidal thoughts and death it's you know I'm, I'm hoping that it's in a way that people can relate to and um know commiserate with me on but 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 then but that's different for for everyone so sometimes people are gonna have a a a negative reaction absolutely but yeah
0: well this is a hard shift but we've talked about this before (laughs) um what what is your how do you experience fear and anxiety like when you're really in it hypervigilance is real you're really dug in like how what is the experience of that for you
2: it's, I mean, it's, it's a spectrum, I guess, yeah. you know, from, from like, um, but it's always present, you know, mm-hmm. I'm never, uh, and there's so many things that I, I just fear, uh, constantly, you know, that, that never go away. Like just, you know, the, the overall choices I've made in my life to be a man in his forties who never had a family, uh, my ongoing tax issues, uh. Just the fact that I uh, built my life on live entertainment, and then and that's over now. It, there's just all these constant things that you know, trying to prove to uh, my insurance provider that I am on unemployment, so they'll continue to give me insurance for less than three hundred and sixty-four dollars a month. Uh, I is there's just all there's always these things that are constant. Uh, in the background, but then there's, you know, there's, there's also blips of things that, uh, and I, you know, it's kind of like the blips are easier to deal with, you mm-hmm. know, cause they're like, they're big, they're big anxieties. Whereas the, like the, the, dull, the, the, the constant dull throbbing anxieties just, um, you know, are just a, a weight on your shoulders <laughs> at all times that you don't think about. Cause when you think about them, it makes you
0: want to lay down. Yeah, that's so real, that is so real, oh my gosh What is one thing about yourself that you would like to change? We would call them character defects Mm -hmm. in our world
2: Oh man, there's so many things I mean, I think organization, I'd I'd like to be more organized Uh, I'd like to be more motivated Yeah um, Taller
0: Yeah, absolutely Yeah. I wish I was a little Baller, bit taller.
1: Baller, shot
0: caller. <laughs> yeah. We're old. Old, old,
2: old, old skilo cream. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, we're old.
2: <laughs> I'd like an Impala. Um, yeah. The animal, not the car. Yeah, yeah go for uh, that. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I... I yeah, I, <laughs> so many things. Yeah, I'd like to be able to... Uh, I'd like to be able to access my emotions better mm. so I could... Because it's just so much of... of the issues that I'm having are, uh, oh no, let me make sure that this is, I'm getting a phone call, which I hope is not uh, stopping the recording. So It's okay, if
0: you need to take a call, you need to take a call.
2: I don't need to take it, I just want to make sure that the recording is continuing to happen. Okay. So, yes, it seems to be happening still. Great. Yay. Uh, this will be a no really big part. Of, is this podcast supposed to be funny? <laughs> Not always, like not always, really,
0: it's just a really good, broad... it's a good conversation, it is a good conversation, yeah. and we appreciate your vulnerability, yeah. you know. And
1: there's, and I mean, there's, there's funniness and the levity that, yeah. to which people talk about their problems, but I mean, yeah. you know, we never, no, we never aim to be another comedians talking to comedians podcast, uh, yeah. cause, you know, I mean, even though there's not a lot of those, um, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's really, I, I feel like during the this quarantine, the, it, it's just, there's so many more podcasts, and yet so many fewer people are commuting to work, so there's so much less of a need for podcasts. It's just <laughs> really...
0: You're correct. <laughs>
2: I mean, I just, I, I think, I'm hoping that the that the, the Biden administration will uh, start providing subsidies to pay communities <laughs> to not start podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: my, my my payment is just it's another thing I can say that I did this week, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. And my my um my podcast necessity is for cleaning and answering mm-hmm. my email and doing stuff that I need to do, I will throw on a podcast because otherwise my brain yes. will just blab at me the whole time and then I'm just like. Yep. Where, where For am short. I? So I think some people do need podcasts, but I agree the commute is the main is where the podcast thrives. That is yeah, and yeah.
2: I, I I do definitely yeah I can't do anything without distracting part of my brain, so I do still listen to a reasonable amount of podcasts, yes. just not as many as I was before.
0: Yes, of course this one right on rotation right.
2: Of course, <laughs> constantly <laughs> taking notes.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what is um, what is your experience of forgiveness in your life?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, it, it's, it, it takes a long time, you know, but I, you know, just that the idea of the hypervigilance being that I, uh, I, I don't relate to myself in the past. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's the, it doesn't feel like me. And so it's easy for me, even just, you know, talking about like that, I, you know, I, the record that I put out from, 2011 and and thinking, is it too sad for, is it too sad for how funny it is as when I listen to it, I think it's, I don't think so, but it's because I don't think of that guy as me, you know, like that Mm -hmm. guy is a different guy that just shares all of my interests and uh, vocal cadence Mm. and stuff. So it's, I, I, I can forgive myself for everything I've done like two years ago and nothing that I've done in the last two years mm uh, and I'm trying to get better at, at forgiving myself on a a, a quicker timetable but you
1: know. do you think it's easier to forgive other people than it is to forgive yourself
2: it's so easy to forgive other people yes definitely mm-hmm. I have yeah. I I mean I, I can hold a grudge to some extent but it's really I I can be so mad at someone and be like that's they're, I there i am done with them i'm never and then if they say hey i'm really sorry i go hey you know it's no it's no problem don't even mm-hmm. worry about it look we have we've all been there i i'm pretty forgiving in general i think
0: hmm.
1: Hmm. is there has there been a notable apology or a surprising amends that you've had to make uh throughout your life like have you been apologized to or if you had to make an apology that uh you never thought would happen
2: Do you know what is weird about, this is so, speaking of people in the program, I've had three people who've gone through substance abuse programs, uh, kinda out of nowhere say, hey, can we go get a cup of coffee and apologize to me for punching me a lot. Oh wow! So, so all three of these
1: people, it was the same thing. It was punching same you. Same thing, yeah. Or pun- yeah, punching or hitting me. There was you are the there common, common denominator
0: there. there, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly I, right. Like I what I, I, I know,
1: I know Gary Peterson would agree, but Rob, you have a very
2: punchable face. <laughs> I do have a punchable face.
0: No, you, he has a handsome dad face.
2: <laughs> I. Yeah, I had, my my friend uh, who went through the, the program after we after we hadn't really been hanging out in a long time she, when we used to work together and I would say you know sarcastic little things at work and she would just punch me as hard as she could in in the arm but she would punch me so hard and I would always say hey I don't like when you do that it really hurts and. She just would laugh it off and continue to do it, but then Was well, she later, me? She That's a very
0: me move, by the way. Really? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she had a similar energy for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Lady, ladies that love to hit are always fascinating.
0: Yeah. I am yeah. A, I, I, I wear my chest tattoo on the inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> chest hair on the outside, chest tattoo on the inside. Yes, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Wow, that's
2: wow.
1: <laughs> so of of those three people, so one was a female, or the other two?
2: Yeah. Uh there were two of them were were women, and one was a was a man. But two were women. And,
1: uh, yeah. I love that it the it's majority women who love to hit you.
2: Yeah. Oh no. I, uh, there, yeah, man. There was also this is unrelated. Uh, well, it's related, but. Unrelated to the to people in the program. But there was another time where uh, twice in a week, two of my very close female friends uh, punched me in the balls really hard. And it really shook me. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why? Because it is like if, you know, like, if one person punches you in the balls, you, that's, hey, don't do that. But if two people punch you in the balls, you really got to say what's what's wrong with the way i'm interacting with the world that this is happening
0: i have questions okay number one was it a closed fist punch like a
2: one person it was uh (laughs) one person it was a hacky sack actually she threw a hacky sack as hard (laughs) as she could at my genitals and the other was uh i think it was a closed fist yeah
0: Wow. You know what? We need you do you have bits about all the women that have punched you and why?
2: I don't. Maybe I should. You really should.
0: That's I mean, just like I I, I, to go through the layers of all the ways that you are punchable. Like I have a punchable face, I have punch like the detail of like all three of them were in AA. I've definitely
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, these are t- the the this is f- <laughs> including these the two people that punch me in the balls are not the AA people.
0: No, I mean that's serious. They're, so
2: that's separate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I've I've been I've been r- attacked randomly on the street. Oh no. But- on several occasions, I've been hospitalized twice by random attacks. We need
0: to get out yeah. of Sorry, Boston, I don't mean- Jesus Christ! <laughs>
2: well, it's that, 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 those were all a long time ago, but it did happen twice. When
0: people, okay, we was, have a theory in my house yeah. that folks that live in Boston, New York, and Chicago just have PTSD and don't know how to leave.
2: Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't I can't leave because I can't imagine the future. So it's like. I,
0: there are places in, in the, the s- world where people won't hit you out of the blue.
2: I've lived in the same apartment for 22 years. And that's the problem
1: with th- society today, is there's not enough places in this world where you can get hit at any moment. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these fucking nerds have had it too good
2: for the past 15 years.
0: We all take um, off our I, masks and we're all Joe Rogan at once.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I haven't been attacked in a... L- I, I, you know, the thing is, I think that... I'm, I'm very short I'm 5 four and I think that uh, a lot of people want to fight of uh, a, a young man who's 54 because it's easy. Uh, but I think a lot fewer people want want to fight an old man who's 54 because it's uh, seems like you could get. It's it's very unsympathetic, you know?
0: If you need martial arts or self-defense training recommendations from the Boston area, please let me know. I know a lot of people <laughs> in my karate school from Boston.
2: <laughs> See, See, now we're getting somewhere.
0: Yeah, Gary um, Pearson is
2: constantly yeah. trying to get me to sign up Do for martial
0: karate. arts. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: My favorite with Gary is over the past uh, quarantine time. He's like, "Do you want to, you know, do you want to do bag work in the yard?" And I'm just like, "Sure." He's like, "Do you do you, do you want to do boxing in the yard?" I'm like, "Yeah." I always say yes, and he never materializes. He's yep. like, "Yo, do you do you have nunchucks? Do you want to do nunchucks in the yard?" Does he has like, nunchucks because
0: I'm trying to get wood ones.
2: <laughs> Are You. You might want to hit a up. Is it
0: nunchucks? Nunchucks, and and it's oh yeah, nunchucks. I,
2: you said you Nunchuckoo. both said it so confidently. Yeah, I thought that I was I was sure that I'd been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> you know, I I
1: I say things that I don't even know how it sounds because I'm busy thinking about what the next thing is I'm going to say. Um,
0: I should send him yeah, a picture. No, I he just got size like I'm a ninja turtle for my karate training <laughs> <Full>. on Zoom. <laughs> So, I should send him a picture of just me going, ah!
2: He <laughs> would make his day, for sure.
0: Okay. Alright, I'll do that. I'll do that. But, man, I'm sorry you've been punched so much. I feel like I should hug, um, like, if I, we were in real life, I would have hugged you, and just been like, I'm sorry people keep punching you!
2: Yeah. If, if, if we were in our life and you went to hug me I would go like this yeah. uh, well to yeah. make you feel better I I'm also 5'4 I'm a 5'4 human
0: yeah. so if we were yeah. together actually I would hug you and then I would go let me teach you how to defend yourself as another 5'4 <laughs> individual yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I um, You present big, I don't know. you present bi- you present
2: bigger in the zoom space. That are mad the
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah Oh and uh, honestly people are always surprised at how short I am. People think that I'm short, but they don't but when they find out the actual numbers, they're always a little bit shocked.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well people I slouch like, I, a lot. I
2: carry myself tall. Like you'd think I was five six. People think me.
0: I'm taller than I am. I get that a lot. People yeah. will be like, "What are you? Like 58?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, that's just attitude and hair, baby." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, it,
2: I can get that. Yeah. It's the
1: opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite for me. I'm 64. How tall four, are you? 64. Six, oh, wow. And people assume that I'm shorter cuz I slouch all the time and like because I'm a lot bigger than everybody, I try to like level yeah. myself with people as to not like be like way taller but like yeah i standing straight up i'm about six three and a half six four uh i just but my my back is probably going to be so shitty when i'm old you yeah. know it's I, well, I i guess being I, tall I, you're just
2: more prone to it anyways
1: yeah i hit my head on okay. things more than i get punched because people can't reach <laughs> that high that's yeah
0: that's true that's so true i i with all this life of being short getting punched (laughs) being having the anxiety the trauma everything like what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself from going crazy Uh,
2: other than uh, bobbing and uh, weaving, man
0: (laughs) yeah i just
2: try and stay busy i mean i'm editing a lot right now me and gary's show which you've both been on uh co-host a co-host a lot of
0: fun what's the name of the show
2: uh, co-host to co-host with Creaney and the Gipper. You just said and it, uh, and I was
0: like, "Say it again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't
2: say the whole title. So say it, it say again, it. Rob, or I'm going to pop <laughs> your one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's very. It's it's a very goofy show, where uh, yeah, we kind of you know, it's sort of a it's a talk show, but we do a lot of weird improv stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty, it's relatively unstructured, and you know, we we record for like two hours, and then I edit it down to an hour, so it's, it takes a like literally 12 hours dead every episode uh, and that's something I've been working on which is you know keeps me it's something to focus on I've been trying to just do just do stuff I'm trying to write more'm i you know just trying to stay busy and but all man I've I've had weeks where I haven't left I didn't leave my house for eight days recently which was um, because I was waiting for test results but still like that's a long mm-hmm. time to you know, and and it's that's the longest it's been, but it's not rare for me to not leave the house for like three or four days at a time. Yeah. So, I'm staying busy, but I'm. Ugh, it's not going great.
1: I get it. You you doing any meditation? You doing any 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 uh, sitting? Not
2: really. Uh, no, I do try to occasionally, but I've never been able to get a practice going, uh, for any stretch a time
0: are you a yoga guy speaking of stretching no because that is i'm not like a great sit down meditation person but i'll yoga for hours because i'm moving really? yeah because i'm because you're moving and you're you're focusing on something but you're still focusing on your breath because you're like doing things it'll yeah. be like take a deep breath and arch your back take a deep breath and curl your back like that kind of stuff yeah
2: yeah i should do something because what I'm doing now is not working.
0: I got the hookup. We'll I, talk after. I got. I uh, yeah. cool.
1: I think a very uh, reasonable morning meditation practice, and this might be uh, something you uh, might be into. Is I sit with a cup of cold brew, and I, I, I pick a random record from my collection, and I sit with the coffee, and I listen to it front to back. So like I, yeah. I have a an app called Discogs in my phone that has a catalog of everything that I own record-wise. And I, I click on it, and I, I spin it. Like, I spin it through the collection, and then I mm-hmm. stop it at a random mm-hmm. LP. And then I pick it off the shelf, and then that's before I text anybody back, before I email people, and I, I give myself, you know, the hour to just sit and listen to music. So I just yeah. wanted to throw that out, because that's something yeah. that's been helping me. Mm-hmm. That that might not be what you would think of as traditional meditation, but since since we're both sitting in front of an ancient medium that's just cumbersome and hipstery, I figured I would throw.
2: (laughs) I do have a lot of records. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's I actually I have been listening to a lot more music, more intentionally listening to music during this, which is good because I you know I think. I you know I worked in I, you know I played in rock bands and I worked in a record store for ten years and so I listened to so much music for so much of my life and then when I became obsessed with stand up comedy it was I started listening more and more to
0: mm-hmm.
2: talking and less and less to music and uh, I've been trying and you know throughout the, the time I've been doing stand up I've gone through periods where I try to get more into listening to music but I've definitely been it's I, it's been the most successful. Uh, during quarantine that where i've been like yeah i'm gonna listen to records again
1: there's a there's a great zappa documentary out now that i suggest anybody anybody who is a stand-up comedian watch it because you get to you get to watch a a, uh a composer uh who is just like a savant musician just work tirelessly at a craft you know um i compare zappa uh, to stand up comedy in the way that, like, uh, comedy can be weird uh, uh, and it can be out there, but it has to be funny. Like, you know, yeah. like whether it's alt comedy, straight stand up, cl- it's like it can be whatever it wants to be as long as it's funny. And that's so with Zappa. He could sing about yellow snow, and it didn't matter because the music was impeccable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's something I strive for. It's like how weird can I I I get, whilst also still maintaining that core, which is like the mechanics that make shit funny. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a super inspiring documentary. It's on Amazon, just called Zappa. Uh, fun fact: the guy who made it was Alex Winter, who was
2: half of Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, he's great.
0: I'm excited. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to watch that.
2: I love Zappa, too. Zappa was, like, a guy that I got really into in high school, and I read his book the, the uh, that he wrote, and I I thought it was so cool. And then the more I kind of, like, developed, I realized he's also kind of an asshole. And oh, they don't shy away from that in the doc. Yeah. But then, but you know what? That's okay. Like, I still like his music, and I still think he's kind of cool, even though he's kind of an asshole, and I But I don't think it's cool That he's an asshole I You know Yeah But and I think that's I don't know It's He was one of the first people That I like was You know Really like Had the uh, Separating the, the person From the artist uh, Conversation With myself about That he's I do think he's cool Even though I think he sometimes Is a jerk
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: I would agree That's uh, yeah. People have said that About me oh. Hmm.
0: You're a delight, Dave. You're a delight. People,
1: uh-huh. people have said Hardly. I have a punchable face. <laughs> yeah, on this podcast, I said it's, it.
2: That was me. Well,
0: yeah. Rob, do you have any like? Um, do you have a higher power concept? Do you have a relationship with us?
2: No, I don't. I, you know, I, I, um, I grew up Catholic. Uh,
0: okay. So
2: that that'll uh,
0: that burned that that'll, pancake. That'll... Yeah.
2: Yeah, it'll get it'll get it'll get out of you, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean i I grew up Catholic, and I it was it, it which was kind of traumatic to me in a way that I don't think it was to a lot of people, you know, because I I sort of I I just you know I, I I went to Catholic school when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. and I remember just feeling so um so much anxiety about the idea of not of, of not being. I guess pious enough or holy enough as as everyone else in the Catholic school when it turns out they were all like some of the worst people I've ever yeah. met in my life. But I just always, um, you know, in Catholicism they teach you that you're a sinner and that you're uh, that you're, but I, most people who are Catholic, they listen to all the dogma and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And they don't really internalize it. And I did in a way that was unhealthy. You know, and I think when I was a kid, I took uh, karate classes and at, at at one point the te- the teacher had us you know do something like punch or something like 10 times with our right hand and then said all right don't want to be lopsided so let's do it with our left yeah. hand and everyone else in the class heard that and it just whatever but i heard don't want to be lopsided and then became like obsessed with making sure every time i did everything with one side i had to do it with the other and I, and it was it was not a bad thing in and of itself, mm. but was extremely bad for me to hear, you know, mm. because of my, of how my brain is, it is. Okay. And Catholicism is like that to me. Like it, it's not necessarily that the Catholic dogma is bad, though I would argue a lot of it is, but I can't, uh, I can't hear it without, I can't believe it without believing that the, the worst case scenario.
0: It's you know? bad for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, sometimes say to people like i am jealous sometimes of the sureness that people have in their religion or their god quote unquote i wish i had that sureness the best i have been able to come up with is the willingness to consider that there might be something larger at play be it a universe or a nature or whatever so like uh, they, we say we keep the door of willingness open a crack, and that's, you know, the tenants for me. Instead of God, as a three-letter word, but it's just like I, I'm honest, I'm open, and I'm willing. Like that's. Yeah. So I believe in honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. As as if I tap into those things in a general, in a genuine way, that I that is as close to a conception of a higher power as I can get. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, and, and I, you know, I I definitely, I consider myself an atheist. I'm for sure an atheist, but I'm also completely open to the idea that I'm completely wrong. And to me, being an atheist isn't about being sure. It's about whether or not you believe, and I just don't believe. Mm. But I I, I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, honestly. Like, it would be cool if there was something more than this. I just don't, and I, I, I would love to have the ability to believe, but I just, uh... I just can't. I get it. Yeah, I just I when I think
1: about it, if it feels like I'm lying to myself internally, I can't turn that that off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, so like it it just it makes no point for me to lie my way into that thought process other than just acknowledging that when I talk about certain things in regards to higher power, it feels like a lie to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm lying to myself. I'm not saying that what people believe in is a lie. I'm saying for me to say, I believe in this. If that red light goes off in my head that this is, this is not an honest feeling that you have, I can't subscribe to it because I try to be very honest with myself mm-hmm. You know, in, in these regards. So, yeah, yeah, I, I
2: you know, I, I to some extent, I think you have to just sort of decide what you believe and kind of stick with it. Whether, but I can't, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm vegan. That's like a choice I made when I was a teenager, and I've just literally an it hour me. and
1: eight minutes. So, guys out there, they're saying that all vegans are the same. Yeah, hour and eight know. minutes. It took an hour and eight minutes for yeah. him. He didn't come out the gate with this
2: shit. <laughs> But uh, but my point is like I I've stuck with this choice because it's but I don't know if it's the right choice. I I think that there's so many arguments against it that are really good, but I just I I don't know. It's what I'm doing, and I don't uh, you know it's not you know I, I have a lot of friends who are who are very you know who are who are super into you know eating local and. In New England there's no local source of protein, really, that's not uh Crab. meat or dairy or eggs, mm-hmm. you know. Like the like Bean Town does not make beans. Like we don't have Yeah. you can't get you, you know there's there's no uh you know the, there's no protein you can get.
0: Yeah. Legumes local, come from local. more so- southern hemisphere yeah. places. Yeah. It's so native to the Americas. S- yeah.
2: Yeah, and so I you know Is, is my insistence on, you know, not eating animals and instead importing these, these beans from thousands of miles away, you know, creating these, a a huge carbon footprint, the right call? I I don't know. I, I, I just am trying to, I'm just trying to get through, you know?
0: Yeah, you're doing your best. You're doing your And I
1: think that's at the end of the day, that's nobody else's fucking business is how what my what my best is. You know, I uh, I I sometimes have to look at people that I'm frustrated with and and ask myself this question, like, what if this is the best they've ever been? And if so, who am I to say that this is not their best? Like this could be the best that they have. This could be the best that they're doing. Side note: Crean's Beans would be a phenomenal merch idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Small batch, small batch mm-hmm. specialty beans, Crean's mm-hmm. Beans. No yep. one, no one wants to listen to me. Uh, I, I think I know a thing or two about merch. Uh, yeah. Even if it no, was your, your sm- small great. batch, small batch coffee roasting beans with your mm-hmm. face on them, Crean's Beans. After this is all over, I want to see you in that. I want to see you in that merch game. I want to see you find a Crean's yeah. Beanery. And uh, make a million dollars. You're welcome. Yeah. I this, did, is my, I did this is my up in a.
2: Yeah, I grew up in a coffee shop, actually. So it would be fun. To, it would be full circle for me to. Coffee, though, can only be grown within 100 miles of the equator. So it just, it's, you know, I mean, well, well, what, do, what do we do? Ah, there, well, how we got to move, move the live equator. Live we ah. move that fucking equator, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's. Thanks I to mean, we'll probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure soon you'll be able to grow them much further uh, north and south because uh, the world will be hotter.
0: Yay, Rob! We reached the end. But then, we did thank it. You. Thank you so I much cut you for, off, but then what? But then what, Rob?
2: Oh, but but then again, so many more of those crops will be wa- will be wiped out by tornadoes and other uh, weather catastrophes that we can't predict
0: yet.
1: Yeah. Hydroponic. Just wanted to beans. make it
2: real sad.
1: <laughs>
0: This is a sad cast, uh, Rob. We've reached the last question. Are you ready for it? Sure. What is one thing you would tell to somebody just like you in the world?
2: Uh, give yourself a break.
0: Yeah.
2: It's so. It's just. It's not that. It's not that you're not terrible. You might be, but how? How is is, is torturing yourself? about it helping yeah you know? try to be better but give yourself a break
0: yeah
2: it's it it does you no good to feel bad about who you are if it isn't uh if you're not changing mm-hmm. so just give yourself a break i love it it's hard Yeah. well i like rob
1: Crean and i i have a good judge of character and i don't really like too many people that often but mm-hmm. Crean I am uh, I am happy that we got to meet digitally maybe one day in real life uh yeah you know, I'm coming I'll, to LA in, I'll let you punch me weeks. in the face
0: yeah I will I'll let to you punch me in the face I can take a punch you can do it I you know and and I do have to yeah. say Dave really is a fantastic judge of character he's way better at it than I am so like oftentimes when I'm like is this does this person suck I have to go to Dave and ask <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be like does this person suck because I don't know <laughs> yeah
2: i feel like i'm an okay judge of character but also don't trust my own opinion so even though i'm often right i do have to get a second opinion
0: exactly exactly and i look forward to having cream's beans yeah however they are that's right however they are distributed
1: (laughs) get on it get on it i'm gonna tell you if you don't you're you're gonna move down the rung of people i think are good people like i gave him this million dollar (laughs) idea and he said fuck you dave you Mm -hmm. don't know how to make money so how can people find you mr rob Crean? uh what what you you got to plug social medias Creany and the gipper coast to coast is also uh, a thing you should be telling everyone about because it's phenomenal i've done the show it's a lot of fun
2: uh so yeah it's uh uh i'm I'm at rob Crean, which is c-r-e-a-n it's a weird name it sounds so much like so many words and is none of them uh i'm at rob crean on all the social media stuff uh and uh our show uh, coast coast is on uh the you can watch it live saturdays on uh, the anderson comedy page on facebook facebook.com slash anderson comedy or watch the edited versions which i think are a better program on uh youtube.com slash anderson comedy and um i think that that they're funny Oh and all All of my records Are available On deadmellow.com I have uh, I have three records uh, the, the two uh, The two albums Are uh, Local Personality Which was recorded Before I got sober And uh, Sadly Sagerton Which was recorded After I got sober So you can l- Listen to the difference See if you can tell And uh, And and then there's an EP From 2011 Called Bottle Beep And His Cry Cry Stories You can get them all As a bundle For $18 And uh, That's a uh, that's about it, I
0: guess. It's great.
1: Dead mellow. Get those Rob Crean albums.
0: Yeah. Do. And Gary
1: Peterson's album, Yellow Bell Confidence, which is yeah. also very good. We already promoted his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you don't buy Rob Crean's albums, and maybe Gary Peterson's. He's had enough boosting. Like, what are we going to stop <laughs> that, boosting this fool? That yeah.
0: name for that album? Do you have no many times? You have no. Ugh, I can't even talk. So many times I've been on online dates, right? Like. And mm-hmm. I get there, and they're like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I do stand up comedy, and I'm a black belt in karate." And then they say, "Oh, I did karate. I got a yellow belt." And that's all they say. That's all they're like, "That's it." You yeah. Know, if I had a if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, mm-hmm. I would have like ten dollars. You know what I mean? Like, like that. That it's is cr- that title of that yeah. album. Every time just hits me in a very personal place.
2: yeah i mean really they should just say cool like that don't cool if if you're that much below someone's experience or you know like i you know what they could say is like oh i you know i that's so cool i did a little bit of karate when i was a kid but don't don't mention the rank. Exactly. when Your rank is that much lower. Just say
0: I like. That you're I was funny a, I you was a be green
2: female. belt with a black stripe.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty. You were almost a brown belt. Good for you. Good <laughs> I for was. You. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's you know just enough to be dangerous, but not enough to, mm. not enough to be good at it. <laughs> no one punches me in the face. <laughs> i love it dave where do people get you when they're not punching you in the face
1: people can get me on these streets <laughs> on these
0: streets you can fucking find me on the north hands. end of culver
1: city with a bottle of sauce in my hand <laughs> waiting for you to try i wish a motherfucker would
0: get at, uh, me. at
1: yates comedy Yates comedy and all social media and if uh holidays are around the corner and you need gifts for people hahahotsauce.com. i make delicious hot sauce you know it you'll love it uh support where you can. Anna Valenzuela, where can people find you and the podcast? You can find
0: me at Anna v is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com for show dates and bookings. You know, bookings, holler to girl. Um, also, uh, you can uh, check out this podcast at 12 Pod on Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Please follow us. We're trying to build up to create a Patreon. That would be uh, delightful with videos of our of our podcast that you can access and maybe some additional content. So the more you follow, the more you tell your friends, the closer we get to that goal. Um, what else? Oh, also, I just want to plug for a second, Katie, the Katie crates, the Katie,
1: Katie kits. Katie
0: kits. Get them, Katie kits. Um, I ordered one. I know that it's been it's been out there. Um, I know that she's already done her uh, Christmas orders. So get in there and maybe get a Valentine's Day order. You know. Yeah.
1: Like, so uh, yeah, my sweet lady was a guest in the podcast. So KatieWallerArt
0: Yes. 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 So um, yes, please check us out. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your wife. And here's how we end this podcast every time, Rob nobody's told you this today mm-hmm. we love you
2: love you buddy you. i love you guys yeah. too thanks so much for having me on
0: and dave if nobody's told you this today we love you
1: i wish a motherfucker hey. would
0: <laughs> and if you're <laughs> listening and nobody's told you this today guys we love you thanks for listening we love you Bye. bye